Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognard, King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff. With your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Let's talk about the collection. We'll talk about that after this. All right. Now, some, as some of you know, and by the way, this is going to go out to, well, you'll see. As some of you know, I have two main hobbies. One is role-playing games, and the other one is movies, and to a lesser extent, TV shows. And what I'm talking about is physical media, uh, DVDs, Blu-rays, 4Ks, that kind of thing. I do have a few CDs still, but I don't really look for those. But the point is, I've been doing role-playing games since about 1981, so around 40 years or so. But my my movie, my film uh, uh, collection, excuse me, my film, uh, not collection, but interest, has gone back to high school, so it's even longer. So this is an older, this is an older obsession, well, <laughs> hobby of mine. Let's call it a hobby. Um, and I saw an interesting YouTube video on one of my subscribe channels called Films at Home, talking about how to do a a hobby, how to do a collection, and not let it get out of hand, and how to do it right, and all that kind of stuff. And his his mailing says, when, when does it become, and, and I'm talking about people who do collect, because uh, uh, I'm going to relate this to role-playing games, because I'll talk about, I want to talk about people who collect role-playing games like I do. And, you know, it's one of those things where you have a collection and you're very proud of that collection. And what, what do you do? Where does it become hoarding? And does it become hoarding? Now, I know nine times out of ten, there's most players or GMs out there do not have a big collection of games, if they have it all. Maybe they have one type of game. One, say, it's it's all D&D, or it's all Traveler, or it's all Call of Cthulhu, or something like that. So, yeah, okay, fine. But there are other people out here collect games. Now, my collection of role-playing games has slowed down considerably over the last five years, mainly because I feel like I'm getting all the stuff I want. And hopefully my movie collection will feel that same way and it's still going. So I'm paying more attention to that. But, and also I reviews, I reviews, <laughs> I've reviewed role-playing games on my uh, YouTube channel. So that's kind of an issue right there. And, and as a consequence, people have sent me role-playing games to review. So that made the collection even bigger. So where do you stop? How do you curate, curate it? That's the new word now is curating your collection, which I think is a good word because like in my film collection, you know, I got to decide what I want to keep, what I want to get rid of, what I want to double dip on, things like that. And it can go that way in role-playing games because there are times when you'd have to cull the herd and you have to figure out what you want to keep and what you don't want to keep. I've been doing that for about five years now. And we move a lot. Uh, our next move should be our final move. And 
you know, my my wife's always telling me, you know, you we've got to we've got to cut down, we've got to we've got to condense, we've got to, you know, you know how it is. She's always throwing that at me. And I and I try to, you know, comply to a certain extent, but I have a few rules. I mean, if you want me to cull my role-playing games, I could probably do that. But nobody touches my movies except me. I curate my movies. I have gotten rid of some. I have sold some. I have given some away. I have replaced some. Say I get a better version of a, of a movie, like a Blu-ray over a DVD or something like that. But, okay, let's get role-playing games. I'm... I'm more inclined to do that because I do look at my role-playing games and I think, hmm, you know, I'm never going to be able to read all these. It's like, well, my movies, I said, I'm never going to be able to watch them all, but I give it a good try. But my role-playing games, am I ever going to play these? That's the question I always have to give myself. The hard part is when you come, it comes with like, the games you do play, the supplements and things like that. Like I've got a complete set of the Gazetteers and Creature Creature Crucibles of for basic D and D for Beckme D and D. I've got uh, I've got a set of you know I've got a set of everything from Holmes up until Second Edition, as in the main books. I've got a lot of splat books from Second Edition. I've got the Encyclopedia Magic. I'm just looking at my shelf right now. Uh, and of course, things like Hyperborea, I got a complete set of basic fantasy, which grows every once in a while. Uh, so, and there's stuff I bought in a convention, bought at conventions too. And I bring those home. So, you know, how do you call this? Well, what do you have to do is just sit down and go, okay, what are the two or three games that I want to play all the time? Or I want to, I want to regularly play, I should say, because nobody plays three games all the time. And so I have to think in my mind, how am I going to do this? And what do I have to cull? And like I said, the supplements are a problem because I don't want to get rid of my gazetteers. I don't want to get rid of my encyclopedia magica. You know, those are handy. And But then I've got to think, how often do I ever get to GM anymore? That's another thing you want to think about. How often do you get to play or GM? If you're a GM, how often do you, do you have a regular group? Maybe you don't have a regular group. I have a regular group online. I got one face-to-face, but they're kind of locked. I mean, the, the, the online group, we have yet to get... We used to be a face-to-face group, but then COVID happened, and now we're still, we're still online after COVID, but we're going to be changing that next year. They We want to be able to get together again. But like my Thursday game, my friend Matt, no, he's, he's running it. He's, he's run, every once in a while, he lets me run something. Uh, if he wants to take a break or he has nothing, he's called me before. Hey, Glenn, I got nothing. You got something. I think, okay, yeah, maybe I can take one of these games. I don't get to play that I want to play and I can have everybody write up characters and we could do like a quick one shot or something. Cause you know, we only get like three, four hours. So, so there's, you know, there's that. So have that on hand. I mean, there's games on here. I absolutely adore and want to play or GM and I don't get to do it. And that is kind of frustrating to me. I mean, I'm looking at like index card RPG. 
I'm looking at Savage Worlds. And I want to be able to play these games on a regular basis. And you can't. So do I get rid of them or not? There's also those things that are like related to role-playing and they're system agnostic, but you use them like a Tome of Adventure, the Tome of Adventure design. Um, the Five Room Dungeons book. I've got the stuff from Engine Publishing, Masks and Eureka. I've got all their books. And those are things to help you come up with things as a GM, to to play things. I've got I got the Lazy Dungeon Master stuff around here somewhere. And it's just, what do you need to get rid of? I can see three, I can see three role-playing games on my shelf right now I wouldn't want to keep. One is old school D&D. Which version, I don't know. Um, I probably keep like first edition or let's see, first edition and uh, the rule cyclopedia, okay, and whatever supplements they have. My second one would be Hyperborea. I've got all the Hyperborea modules to date. I absolutely adore that game. I know it's based on first edition, and you know, if you want to cut down even further, you can do the clones instead. Like first edition AD&D, I don't really need it. Because I have Osric, and I can do it that way. And Hyperborea is based on first edition. I can convert everything over to that. That is no problem at all. Index card RPG, no brainer. I keep it because I just love. I love the way the game works, and it's really come up e really easy to come up with stuff on the fly. Uh, even though my grandson Gage won't play it because he doesn't like it, but that's not the. That's beside the point. Um, the Savage World stuff, I may or may not keep. Uh, and also, like the supplements for 2nd Edition could work with 1st Edition. So, there's that. Uh, Savage Worlds, I love it every time I run it, every time I play it. And so, we've got one, two, three, four. So, I'm down to about four. And, you know, I've got stuff like Castles and Crusades. Well, that's okay. I can use that for you know. I can use the sub. I started thinking about how can I use the supplements for a game I don't want to. I don't want to play anymore, or things like that. And also, I've got all of Basic Fantasy. I'd love to keep Basic Fantasy, but I don't know if I should or not. See, there's also this thing about I want to hand this down to my grandkids, and Gage and the other ones, let them figure out what they want to keep and what they want to give away. Also, anything that's signed from a con, I keep. <laughs> you know, so this is the kind of thing you've got to think of to curate your role-playing collection. And it's not a big deal for most people, but I'm speaking about those people who are, because I've seen some humongous collections. I mean, I look at my collection of DVDs and Blu-rays and my collection of games, and my wife's going, oh my goodness, you've got such a big collection. I said, no, I don't. I can go online and point to at least a half a dozen people who got huge, huge collection of movies and role-playing games. So don't tell me I have a big collection, okay? I mean, I've got a sizable collection of these things, but I don't have a big collection. But anyway, that's an idea of how to curate stuff. That's my my thoughts on it. Anyway, I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com. 
oldmangrognard at gmail.com or my, or you can go on and leave a message on Spotify for podcasters. Um, we are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program and I would thank you. If you want to give me a single donation, you can go to my Kofi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. One of these days I'm going to move all this to the front of the show. I don't know why I don't do this now. Anyway, let me thank these people who do give to me monthly. Juan Carlos Llewellyn and Gilbert Soros and Benjamin Brodell. You guys are great. The Three Kings. There we go. Other good podcasts. Dan Gregg's The Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognar Podcast. Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast. Daniel Norton's Bandit's Key Podcast. Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast. Big John Allen Larges, The Red Dice Diaries. And my friend, Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So... Until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air. <laughs>